Welcome to the Deep Fried Bets Podcast. Featuring Blake, Boomer, and CG Nasty. Let's make gambling great again. All right, folks. Welcome back to the Deep Fried Bets Podcast Season 2. I hope y'all are ready for that. You heard the intro. That's how official we are now. We have an intro. The gang is back together. Boomer and CG Nasty, along with Blake, back at you for Season 2. How's everyone doing tonight? Fantastic. You know, as uh, most of the Trump supporters would say, this is Season Dose. Season Dose. It's time to make gambling great again, folks. Boomer, how you doing over in ATL? Doing all right, doing all right. I uh, made it out to the golf course on Sunday. Had a few Chardonnays. That's what I like to do uh, right before the college football season starts to clear my mind and uh, make sure that I'm giving out uh, some winners. And the way I do that is I completely blank out everything that I'm thinking all at once. So I have a blank slate to completely start from. And all I think is gambling all the time, all day, all night. Hey, that's what I like to hear. That's why we have you on. But even bigger news, you were drinking white wine on the golf course? Yeah. Yeah, it's uh it's, it's kind of a classy place. It's um on ice. Of course on ice. I mean okay. it's hotter than shit That's over awesome. here. But classy son of a bitch, boomer. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I like to get out there, you know, make make a make a strong reputa- rep or, uh, reputation walking out there so uh they know who the big dog is. Be seen by the community, you say. Yeah, of course. And uh, I'd like to throw out that once again tonight is uh, brought to you by our unofficial sponsor that uh, in no way shape or form has anything to do with <laughs> this podcast uh, Tito's Handmade Vodka Tito's <laughs> Handmade Vodka hand bottled in Austin, Texas we do need to get those folks on the line get some sponsorship dollars because I feel like there's been at least one <laughs> handle of Tito's vodka purchased yep. because of your recommendation. Yep. And a hell of a lot of money made off of it. That's for damn That's sure. That's right. Are they an American money or a company? They are. Austin, Texas. Well, Collier, I'm probably the biggest patriot this side of the Mississippi River. So, yeah, Ooh. they are an American. <laughs> okay, now. All right. So, like Boomer said, college football season back. Officially back last Friday night. Cal versus Hawaii. We gave out picks on that. I took the over winner. Boomer took minus 20 cow push. Collier uh, came in with yep. his own line at minus 19, even though you know, <laughs> we gave him 20. He said he got it at 19. That's, that's, was, the, uh, that's the CG Nasty Sportsbooks. Please get in, folks, while you can. It's good stuff. I mean, we said – I've got the benefit of the doubt of the text of him calling it the night before. I mean, that one's still up. We're going to have to call that a push, I think. No <laughs> Dude, I got that fucking point in there. All right, we'll have to see. We'll have to. We'll let you tell us about it on Twitter. Speaking of Twitter, uh, get at us at Deep Fried Bets. We're on Instagram now, giving out picks uh, daily. I think that's going to be a cool avenue. Yep. I'm just going to throw up pictures and be like, "Hey, today we're taking Alabama." A lot of uh, naked ladies in there. So gonna be some naked ladies. I don't know about that. I think that violates the Instagram it user uh, user guide. So. Yeah, we live life on the edge, though. So okay. please check it out. There could be a naked lady or two every week. So follow us there. Get at us on uh, Facebook as well. We got a competition going. We'll keep going through this first week. We have a sweet new Deep Fried Bets headquarters uh, that me and Collier are actually sitting in right now. Yep. Boomer's going to be joining us here this weekend. 
Three 55-inch TVs mounted on the wall. We got the sweet official Deep Fried Bets banner hanging off to the side, a bar, popcorn maker, everything going on down here. So get on Facebook, check out the pictures of that, help us name that bad boy. Um, but please do not show up there. We are not literally handing out cash there. No, We're we will not be handing out, out cash. cash. You have to listen to the podcast to get the free cash. <laughs> and then call your bookie shortly after. So, like I said, college football season's back. We're really excited. I've been looking forward to it all off season. I know I've been promising a guest. If you do follow us on Twitter, Facebook, you know, all that good stuff. I've been hyping up that we had a guest, but I never mentioned who it was because I never wanted to jinx it. And lo and behold, it fell through. Um, yeah. But, the sa- look, I'll just say this. I'm not going to tell you who it was, but I will say that we got bumped. For Scott Van Pelt, which is pretty cool. The uh, master. The deep fried bets is just one notch below Scott Van Pelt. If you watch the Scott Van Pelt Sports Center tonight, you might be able to put two and two together and figure out who our guest is going to be. We've got him scheduled for week three of the college football season, hopefully. Like I said, not giving out any names, not trying to jinx anything. So the week of Alabama, Ole Miss, Oklahoma, Ohio State, hopefully we're going to have uh, this special guest on. But this week is just going to be me, Boomer, and Collier. We kind of wanted to get warmed up, you know, kind of get you back in the the flow of things, get uh, our picks on. I could have got a guess, but uh, I'm going to hold off. We're going to have two guests next week, hopefully. Uh, one to get you ready for the NFL season and then another to uh, kind of recap week one of the college football season and get going for week uh, two of the college football season. Well, the thing is also is I've been gambling on 3 a.m. cricket matches the last seven or eight weeks. And my head is not fully prepared for the overdose of college football that's about to happen this weekend. Okay. So I'm, I might overexert myself. Will you be continuing your cricket picks? Because we'd like to give those out on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm a little below 50% on those. Uh, <laughs> I really been, hadn't really been doing it for me. But Bermuda, a bunch of damn ballers over there. On that ballers. Line. I feel you. All right. So, yeah. So keep, keep a look out on those. Uh, we're going to have some good guests on this season. Kind of do, uh, I don't know, maybe a college game day type deal where we have a guest picker each week. Shit, yeah. And then we're going to continue uh, the picks on Twitter. So if you're following us on Twitter, if not, like I said, be sure to do that. I'm going to hype that up here for a second. Um, you know, just be sure to follow us and we'll get the uh, against the spread picks so you can play along with the Deep Fried Podcast. And we're going to keep up with that all year long and... If you're if we're losing by the end of the year, we'll see what's uh we'll, we'll have something cool for Blake's you. Blake's gonna shave his head. I don't know about that, but we'll do something live on air, which will be appreciative <laughs> to the uh, the Twitter community. So what we're gonna do this week? Uh, we've got the greatest opening weekend in college football history. I've seen some uh, articles out in the past couple of days saying it's not because it's not the most ranked versus ranked matchups, but that's not taking into account a game like Georgia. North Carolina. Actually, I think that is ranked yeah, versus ranked. ranked. But LSU, Wisconsin, that's not ranked versus ranked. But that's still a hell of a matchup. Clemson, Auburn, that's not technically ranked versus ranked, but that's still a matchup you're going to tune in for. It's a great opening weekend, so we're going to get to that. But first off, we're going to get to the kind of our playoff teams and some national champions. We don't want to overload you with a conference champions, but you can go check out my picks on defrybets.com. Uh, check out the 2016 Deep Fried College Football Preview. Big write-up, all the conference champions. A couple uh, over-under win totals for the season. And playoff teams, national champions. Pretty good yeah, article. If you, if you want to waste your time, please check out that page and go through 
every bit of material on there. I mean, it's good you material. There's 2,500 words, man. It's not. I mean, it's a, it's a good time. It's actually a quick read. I looked at the pictures only. Yeah, <laughs> you can get through that way too. But uh, good information in there. Go check it out. Deepfrybets.com. Um, so before we get to it, one last plug. We uh we had some shirts made up during the offseason. Carter's got yep, his yep, right here. here. Pretty sweet shirt. Uh, check it out. If you want one, we're going to put in another order for them soon. So let me know. We'll get you your uh, Deep Fry Bets t-shirt. Make gambling great again. So I think that's enough plugs, guys. Yeah, I feel like I was uh, in a PTA meeting there for yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I was. That PTA. was fucking ridiculous. Sorry, guys. I got to, you know, hype the hashtag brand. Um, but... <laughs> Let's get to it. I mean, let's just screw it. Let's just go ahead and get to the freaking playoff teams. We're not going to give you over-under win totals this year or conference champions, like I said. We're just getting straight to it. Playoff teams. Boomer, who are your playoff teams? Well, let's go back. And who did I have last year? Do you remember? It was Auburn, Georgia Tech, UCLA, and I think you snuck Oklahoma in there, right? Oklahoma, but I had five percent solid. Michigan looking in. I was about a I was about a year away from that. So uh, let's get this uh, hot train rolling on. <laughs> UCLA winning the Pac-10 this year. Pac-12. Same damn thing. Yeah. Okay. Hey, I'm a traditional guy. I, I like to stick. I don't like to change the names up. Uh, I understand you. UCLA, Michigan, only because Jim Harbaugh is the craziest son of a bitch. That has ever stepped foot on a college football field. I mean, that's that's fair <laughs> enough. He did win the offseason. I don't know if he's going to win much when the football season comes around, but he did win the offseason, if that counts for anything. Off- Love off-season. his MTV movie videos that he's coming out. I hope that he uh, he continues that going on because I think that he could possibly be uh, at the MTV Movie Awards next year, possibly kissing Britney Spears. I don't know. After he wins the national championship, we'll see what happens. Oh, wow. Then I got to go with my boy Baker Mayfield because that SOB just has not lost a step. He is still just big dick on campus. That Baker Mayfield is so hot right now. He is just so damn hot. So you got to put him in there. And then, of course, the LSU Tigers. Oh. Straight athleticism. Because you know what? I'm not here to have an even kill and give you the basic teams that you're expecting to see there, I'm giving you the teams that you're going to make money off of. Yeah, now, but, uh, I mean, Oklahoma and Michigan pretty much picked. I'll run through your odds. UCLA was your first team. You're getting 9-1 to odds for them to get in the playoff. Not bad payout. Michigan, 9-4. to uh, You know, not great. Oklahoma, 7-4. to Leaving even worse than that. And then LSU, you go 3-1. to So, I mean, not exactly chalk. Now, now you're not exactly picking the SCLSU Mud Dogs. Now, I do have the team looking in that's, that could possibly sneak in. This is number five if you want to take a flyer, and that is Florida State with my Heisman Trophy winner, Dalvin Cook. Florida State at 7-2. Again, not exactly, you know. Yeah, dude, that's five teams. You can't have five teams in, like, in the 14 playoff. Yeah. Look, I'm just trying to give the committee options. Jesus Christ. All right, fair enough. Um so UCLA nine to one, Michigan nine to four, Oklahoma seven to four, LSU three to one. I mean, good variety. Uh, Collier, what are you looking at playoff team wise? All right, I'll go ahead and get mine out of the way. Uh, I've got some reasons for mine though. Fair enough. First one off the board, which will be the four seed coming in, Michigan. 
They play, I think, the easiest schedule in the first seven games. Uh, they're going to be 7-0, 1,000%. They'll be rolling into, I think, Lansing, whatever the hell it's called. East Lansing. State. Then they go to Iowa, and then they get Ohio State. I think the only game that's given trouble is that last game. And I honestly think, even if they lose it, Ohio State will have two losses somewhere. Okay. Where are those two losses going to come at? They're just going to lose some shitheads. I don't know. They might lose to Oklahoma. <laughs> No, I'm just talking. I'm talking. They are going to lose to Oklahoma. I think they're going to lose a shocker in the Big Ten. Yeah, fair enough. All right, so Michigan, 9-4. All right, my three seed is Oklahoma. Oklahoma coming in at 7-4. They're going to beat Ohio State, too. Then I think that the uh, Big 12 this year is pretty weak. Oklahoma's Oklahoma's good. Uh, TCU people got a lot of faith in, but outside of that, I'm with you. Then I got my two seed, Florida State, which surprisingly is going to be the only other team outside of Alabama that will come into the playoffs without an elite quarterback, which leads me to my final point. Of course, we're going with Alabama to make it for the third time, and they <laughs> will be the only team that has ever made every playoff in history. That's right. Oh, my God. Please give me a gun. Word on the street. Hey, hey, listen. Touch. Just listen. Word on the street is Saban is actually taking his dong out and slapping people with it <laughs> on the way to the playoff this year. That's what I heard. <laughs> I do believe that is hopefully a false statement. Word yeah. on the street. Don't quote me on that, though. All right. So, call your mission. Hang on. Let me ask you. Can you actually slap somebody in the face if you have a two-inch penis? No, it's pretty large. It's ten inches around. <laughs> okay. All right. So, Collier's giving you Michigan 9-4. Oklahoma seven to four, Florida State seven to two, and Alabama seven to five. Um, finally, my playoff teams. I'm gonna pick up where Collier left off. I'm taking Alabama once again. Um, I think this is the most talented team all around that Saban's had outside of the quarterback position. Obviously, yeah. Um, I, I have heard him say or heard rumors that in fall practice or in spring practice he was letting people know that this was the best team he's ever coached. He thought it had the potential to be. So I'm going to take the Nick Saban coach team uh, to get in the playoff. Alabama 7-5. My second playoff team, uh, shocked that no one else had them in, is Clemson. Um, just after what I saw from Deshaun Watson last year in the national championship game, if he can stay healthy, I just don't see how they get left out. Um, I know a lot of people said the same kind of thing about Ohio State last yep. year. But Deshaun Watson's something special, and I just don't see how they get left out if he plays all year. So Clemson, uh, Clemson's coming in at seven to four. Next up, another kind of chalky pick, but I just didn't love my options for the playoff teams this year. I'm taking Oklahoma. Uh, Baker Mayfield again, if he stays healthy, I think he gets them to the promised land. So Oklahoma at seven to four, and finally. We're going to have some disappointed fan bases and disappointed conferences this year because I'm leaving the Pac-12 out. I also have UCLA as the Pac-12 champ, but I'm leaving them out. I'm leaving the Big Ten out. Whoa. Ohio State, Michigan, sorry, you're not making it. You're each going to have two losses, which is going to leave a one-loss team, a non-conference champion, one-loss team sitting down in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. The LSU Tigers are going to be the second team from the SEC in the playoff. 
and I can already hear people getting pissed off about it. I'm pissed about it right now. LSU three to one is my third or fourth and final team in the playoffs. So let's rattle this off one more time. Alabama seven to five, Clemson seven to four, Oklahoma seven to four, and LSU three to one. Two teams from the SEC making it into the playoff. That is just the most absolute bullshit bias that I believe I have. I'm really not trying to go bias here. I sat back and I tried to analyze it. And I think that all the major conference champions are going to have two losses. And if you're sitting there looking at an Ohio State or a Stanford or a UCLA or a, you know someone like that, and they got two losses, and you're sitting there with a one-loss LSU and say their only loss is to an Alabama, an undefeated or one-loss Alabama, are you really going to take a two-loss conference champion over a one-loss team to the loss in a very close game against Alabama? Look, I'm not here to uh, deliberate this with the other 11 members of the jury right now to see what's going to happen in 12 months. But I just disagree with that. And I actually uh, made, made a mistake on my picks. I have LSU winning the West. I have Tennessee winning the East and the SEC Championship. And will be the fourth team in the college football playoffs. Oh, so you're going Tennessee over LSU. The balls? Josh Dobbs. Hey, out of the woodwork, bro. They've been they've been coming for a long time. Yeah, they're, they're always they always seem to be yeah. coming. All right, so Boomer's going Tennessee nine to two as final fourth and final team. So while you've got the uh, the the mic right now, go ahead and tell us who your champion is. Well, what's the most important thing for a quarterback? Can anybody answer that? Uh, getting laid, exactly. One hundred damn ten percent. Damn, Carl, you must you must have been a quarterback in the previous life. I was getting laid and having confidence. <laughs> and uh, my boy Josh Rosen has a hot tub in his dorm room that is used pretty much every single night. Now, I respect the hell out of him for doing that. I can't go with UCLA, not yet. Maybe maybe a little bit down the road. Fifty to one, but. I'm going to throw out Oklahoma and Baker Mayfield rocking it out against, you guessed it, the Tennessee Volunteers. Unbelievable, dude. All right, so you got Oklahoma as your national champion. How many hillbillies jump off the bridge when Tennessee loses that game? Well, they're not going to be in that position, so we don't have to worry about it. And go ahead and tell the people what Tennessee's uh, odds are to win the national championship. Tennessee's odds, I believe, are 25. No, they're only 16 to 1. I'm going to put it this way. Tennessee has more butt-chugging incidents than <laughs> national championships in my lifetime. That's right. <laughs> yeah, they like to party. I can respect They like it. to butt-chug. That's right. They're a butt-chugging fan base up there in Knoxville. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know that they... Have quite as much stuff going in their butts as the Alabama fan base, though. All right, now let's oh, let's watch it. Watch oh, our man. tone now. All right, so Oklahoma at nine to one. Collier, who's your national champion? Oh yeah, of course Alabama. Yep. Seven. Oh, Alabama's at six to one right now. So um, yeah, I'm taking them too. It, call it what you want. It's probably not going to be a fair pick. It's hard to pick a national champion. I'm going to pick Alabama as long as Saban's there. So give me Alabama at six to one too. I do like free money. Yeah, not me. I go for it all, and I'm I'm not a I'm not a long term thinker. I'm an in the moment kind of guy. I live my life a quarter mile at a time, week to week, paycheck to paycheck. So sounds just like the Auburn Tigers. <laughs> 
All right, so there we go. We got our playoff teams, our national champions. And uh, you saw a group there. Saw a group. Yep. Uh, Carter, how'd you fare? Well, actually, you weren't with us week one playoffs. Last year, I went three out of four freaking Oklahoma, or Ohio State screwed me over. But uh, hopefully, we can replicate that magic again this year. So let's just go ahead and get into week one. It's uh, It's been hyped up. Technically, it already started with Hawaii and Cal. But it really gets going tomorrow no, night. Doesn't count. Um, I mean, I've heard about it. I've thought about it every day since last year. Yep. And I've never been more excited for a college football weekend in my life. I don't believe to a game I'm not going to, anyways. So we'll just go ahead and start us off Thursday night. Um, the Thursday night is definitely the weakest slate, probably of yeah. the weekend. I was a little disappointed seeing all the games we had this weekend. They couldn't put one of them on Thursday night. But your marquee game tomorrow night, as far as I'm concerned, South Carolina at Vanderbilt. The Will Muschamp era begins for the Gamecocks. And uh, Vanderbilt is looking to build off of a good defensive effort last year from Derek Mason. So South Carolina, actually a road underdog. Vanderbilt is a favorite in the SEC, and I don't remember the last time that happened. 2012, maybe? Yeah. 13? I don't. I can't remember the last time that happened. But Vanderbilt is the four-point favorite tomorrow night at home against South Carolina. Boomer, what's your boy Muschamp going to pull off? Who are you taking tomorrow night? Oh, well, I would – when I saw this line that Vanderbilt was favored by four points, I thought to myself, I was like, the only way that they could possibly win this game is if South Carolina had a Marshall thundering herd plane flight incident. Oh, and whoa, my man! Then it came to me. Said South Carolina's going to take that field, and they may not be the best team. They may have a brand new head coach that just now is implementing his system, but they're going to have the best damn athletes on that field, and Will is going to have those SOBs. In the right mindset, they're going to hit somebody in the face. Yeah, I think that that is the perfect job for him. Um, The expectations are never going to be crazy high. I don't think he's a bad coach. I think he's a great defensive coach. He can recruit great. I think he found the perfect job. He's going to be there as long as he wants to. Um, Collier, who are you taking here? I mean, first of all, let's talk about a massive game here. I mean, just rager. Vandy's got a huge home field advantage. All 86 people are going to be going tomorrow. It's going to be a crazy atmosphere. I I couldn't imagine being in that atmosphere at all. But Honestly, I feel like if if Vanderbilt does win, it shouldn't be by four points. Probably going to be by a field goal or maybe just a point. These (laughs) these games on Thursday that Vandy plays end up actually being pretty good games. I remember Vandy Ole Miss was one of the best games of the year. Jordan Matthews throwing up on the field. Yeah, so I'm I'm taking South Carolina just because if Vandy wins, it's not be by a field goal. There's no way in hell. I don't know if either team scores a touchdown. Honestly, it's gonna be rough. Vanderbilt's actually not bad defensively, but back to what Boomer said, South Carolina's. I mean, they got the best athletes on the field. they lost a lot, and they were shitty last year, and they're going to be shitty again. This might be the only conference game they win all year. But I don't know if they win, but I do think they keep it within the number. I just I can't take a, I can't take a Vanderbilt team as a favorite. I did well, it last year on Thursday. 
It was against Western Kentucky. Western Kentucky, and they should have won the game, but they ended up. I think actually, I think they were a two point dog. I took them, and they pushed. But uh, yeah, it was rough. There, I mean, neither team. It's not going to be a good watch. It's not going to be a watchable game. And you can still drink beer. Though. I mean, no, it's going. It's going to be fun to watch. It's not going to be worth a shit compared to this football you're going to see Saturday. Uh, South Carolina's my pick, though, plus four. Uh, next up, <clears throat> well, Friday Night Lights action, uh, Texas forever. But Friday night, Kansas State plus 15 at Stanford. Um, Stanford's got high hopes. They replaced the quarterback, Kevin Hogan. But they got Christian McCaffrey back, and people were just lining up to blow him, him and all of his return yards. Um uh, but uh, fifteen point favorite Stanford is at home. Collier, who are you taking here? First saw it, I was blown away. Plus fifteen, but now that I've looked at it harder. I just think Stanford's going to blow them away. McCaffrey may score forty touchdowns. I'm taking Stanford. All right, Boomer, who are you rolling with here? Well, I mean, fifteen points for a road team in the first game of the season. I feel like that is the bookmakers that are just kind of bracing themselves for how much action they're going to get on Florida State. So they set that number extremely high. Stanford's best player is a running back. Florida so, State. Where's Florida State coming in here? I said Kansas State. No, you didn't, but we'll take it. Well, I meant Joe Montana. Anyway, <laughs> Kansas State is going to be able to at least slow down Christian McCaffrey. you got to think. They're, right. like, they're going nine in the box. So... With doing that, he's probably still going to break a couple of runs, but is he really going to be able to score three touchdowns? Because that's pretty much what you're looking at. You're looking at him scoring three touchdowns at least to be able to get anywhere around the 15-point spread. Bill Snyder, first game of the season. Crazy great defensive-minded coach. He always pulls something out of his ass. He doesn't always pull a win out of his ass, but he pulls some spectacular shit out of it. And... I think that he's going to keep this definitely within the number. Give me Kansas State. Yeah, I'm taking Kansas State here, too. I saw a number today, uh, which I liked Kansas State before I saw this number because Lord knows I love the underdog. But I saw this, and it definitely um, made me hop on the Wildcat bandwagon. Bill Snyder has been a 13-point or more underdog 11 times in his career, and his teams are 9-2 and two against the spread win 13 point underdog or more so I mean, shit, it's about to be nine and three i'm gonna take that to get to 10 and two um stanford's breaking in a new quarterback uh stanford will be pretty good i think by season end but you saw this kind of with the north dakota state thing on um saturday night when they played charleston southern you know you're replacing one of the best quarterbacks in your program's history it's gonna take a little bit um and obviously, Kevin Hogan was no Andrew Log, but he was pretty damn good for a long time there. And <clears throat> I think it's going to take him a little while to emotionally adjust to him not being back there. Uh, McCaffrey will have a good game, but I like uh, Kansas State to keep it within the number of 15 on the road. Next up, one of my favorite matchups of the weekend gets us going Saturday. You go transitions. Actually, the first game Saturday is 6.30 a.m. in Ireland. Yep. Um, you've got Georgia Tech and Boston College, which should not be worth getting up at 6.34. But uh, noon slash 11 central kickoff, Oklahoma traveling to Houston to play a neutral site game against Houston. Uh, figure that one up however you will. 
Oklahoma is currently an 11.5-point favorite, unless that has jumped. Uh, it had been moving a little bit this afternoon. I actually got in why it was uh, 11, so it hadn't jumped too much. But I love Houston in this spot. I think Houston can win this game. And if they don't win this game, I think they'll stay within the number, keep it close towards the end. Um, Oklahoma's going to be really good this year. I picked them to make the playoff, but I yeah. think that they can How are you this game. picking them to win this game? I'm not <laughs> picking Houston to win. I'm saying I think they could. And even if uh, Oklahoma loses this game, I think they can survive. But I like Oklahoma. <laughs> oh, they cannot. That is fucking ridiculous that you just said that. I like Oklahoma uh, later on in the season. But it's going to take them a little bit to replace some of the playmakers they lost to the pros. Give me Houston plus 11.5. Boomer, who do you like in this one? Well, you got to go first of who you think is going to win the football game. That's what I always start out with. And I think that there's 0% chance of Houston doing that. That being said, Oklahoma is bigger, faster, stronger, deeper, quicker, bigger, faster, stronger, and also deeper. And are they deeper? They are just. I think it's probably be close until halftime. And Tom Herman, he doesn't have. He's been there for a year, but he doesn't have the talent that he had last year. And Oklahoma lost some playmakers on defense, and they lost a wide receiver. But still, I mean, they still got one of the actually one of the. Highest rushing running backs ever in Oklahoma history, and think about the running backs they've had. Plus, they've got a well-known guy named Baker Mayfield, and they and they're just going to put points up. Eleven and a half is a lot. It's probably going to go down to eleven before game time. I mean, you got to think that the number is going to be somewhere between ten and fourteen in the third quarter at least. And Oklahoma has something to prove. Bob Stoops is going to be able to get those guys ready to go the first game. He's always been able to do really well with the chip on his shoulders and be able to go in and say, everybody's doubting you guys. They think that this little school in Houston is going to be able to keep it close. And I think he's going to run up that score because he knows what he has to do to make it into the playoff at the end of the year. All right, Carter, who are you taking here? All right, so here's the facts. Houston is awful. Awful? Awful. Coming off an 11-1 season, 12-1 where they beat Florida State. They may lose two games this year, but they're fucking awful. And they're really not awful. But the big thing for Oklahoma here is all those presidents and all those guys, the ADs, are sitting in the back room saying, Oklahoma, you have to kill this team because if you don't, we have to accept them into the Big 12. Oh, so they're putting it on them. So it's Oklahoma's duty to go down there and just whoop that ass. Okay. I think it's, you just plotted out the storyline to a Michael Bay movie right there, Carter. I'm talking about fireworks in the first quarter and explosions in the second. Third and fourth, it's done. Maybe some uh, some relatively attractive chick somewhere in the middle of the movie. Literally half of Houston's with, team with is no in the locker skills. room hurt. <laughs> the buses, which they don't even start the buses because they are actually... It's in Houston? It is. It's in... Uh... It's in the Alamo Dome, whatever the hell that thing is. There will be at least three quarters of the stadium filled up with Oklahoma fans. Oh, for sure. I don't even think there are Houston fans. Mm-mm. I'm taking Oklahoma. All right, so we got two in Oklahoma, one on uh, the underdog Houston. Next up, UCLA at Texas A&M. 
UCLA, three-point underdog on the road. Uh, Boomer, who you like here? Who the hell do you think I like here? UCLA. Yes, of course I do. I mean, are we kidding here? After all the off-the-field issues that Kevin Sumlin's been trying to deal with? I mean, yeah, Chavis is a hell of a defensive coordinator, and they get better on that side of the ball, but they get significantly worse on the offensive side of the ball. I mean, like, it, it blows me away whenever I saw this line that Texas was even favored is an absolute joke. I mean, UCLA alone, just having Rosen coming in, I mean, he he's prepared, he's ready to go, even though this is in College Station. I think that Jim Moore is a pretty disciplined coach, and he knows how to push his players in the right direction to keep them calm and win the game. Um, I'm going to fade you here. I don't like UCLA in this spot. I think they'll get better over the season, but – their their offensive line is very young, uh, inexperienced. And they'll they'll gel, but they're sure as hell not going to do it in the first game. And they got to go up against this uh, really good UC or Texas A and M defensive front. I think Texas A and M's defense actually keeps them in it. And then Trevor Knight, he'll uh, he'll get back to a decent form with Kevin Sumlin. I think UC or Texas A and M will pull out the win, uh, and they'll win by probably a touchdown. But I'll say this. If you play this game later in the season, I think UCLA yep. runs away with it. But since it's week one, I'm going to take Texas A&M. Collier? Yeah, Rosen said, I think, earlier this week, which I'm bringing the crowd factor in here, since that A&M, he said, once you play in, 50, in front of 50,000 people, you've done it all. And so once you double that, I think the crowd's going to get to him early. It's going to get rowdy up in there. And I think, honestly, Texas a and a national championship contender between games one and five. So anybody that plays Texas A&M between that, they're pretty much just done. So take Texas A&M minus three. Yeah, they're the best team in the country uh, weeks one through five. Texas A&M is the fifth best team in the SEC West. No, I'm saying they're the best team in the country oh, weeks one matter, through dude. five. Every year, weeks one through five, they're the best team in the country. Well, Knight will be up for the Heisman after this game. Yeah, I mean, that's how it goes down there. But I, uh, I will be playing this game for sure. Uh, me too. So, all right, so uh, one UCLA, two Texas A&M. Next up, uh, Les Miles came out today and set the record straight. There will be no Lambo leaps by his players. He said uh, any of his LSU players that do a Lambo leap will be uh, holding out a finger trying to catch a ride back home. Collier, this is your territory up here, the pack, resident pack fan of the bunch. Yep. Uh, who are you taking this uh, hallowed game at Lambo Field? I think the LSU Tigers will be doing lots of Lambo leaps. And we already know Miles will be doing one, too. I don't believe Wisconsin can stick around with this team. They just really don't have the athletes. We saw it last year. They stuck around in the first half against Alabama. Second half, different story. And I think LSU may more have may have more talent than Alabama did last year. It's possible. If they could put it together, which I think they can, they may do something really big. All right, Boomer, who are you taking here? Yep, obviously LSU. I don't know, a little fun fact here. Wisconsin's defensive coordinator obviously decided to cross the Mason-Dixon line and go down to a winning football team in LSU. Obviously LSU has held a lot better athletes than Wisconsin does. I think that Fournette will probably have a pretty good game, but LSU's going to be throwing all over them the entire time. Wisconsin's not going to be able to run or pass against the LSU defense. Yeah, I'm with you. I think LSU uh, takes them out. Big time, um, 
the star of that Oklahoma co- or uh, Wisconsin coaching staff is now the LSU defense coordinator. So I think LSU, yeah, I think Brandon Harris. I think they're sick of hearing how he's not very good. And for the record, he's not very good. Mm-hmm. But he's playing Wisconsin, so I think he'll be able to put up big numbers and just wait. Everybody's going to freak out, and he's going to come up and try to have a coming out party. Just wait till he gets to the SEC, folks. But, yeah, I think he comes up big, and I think LSU wins this by as much as they want to. So I think we got three all in agreement there on LSU minus 10.5. Next up, uh, North Carolina, the home team here against the Georgia Bulldogs in the Georgia Dome. Uh, again, these neutral site games don't make much sense a lot of times. But, Boomer, since you're our resident Atlanta guy, who are you taking in the Georgia Dome, Chick-fil-A, uh, college football kickoff this weekend. Uh, I am absolutely taking North Carolina. Look at what Georgia has. They have a guy named Nick Chubb who could be good, who could possibly not be good. We don't know yet. We don't, we don't know how that whole busted up knee situation is going to turn out for them. But they're 100% one-dimensional. We don't even know their starting quarterback is going to be unless they've announced in the past hour and a half. And I highly doubt Grayson Lambert is mentally ready for for his uh, debut this year after his uh, courageous start that he did last year. So Gene Chizik's defense, another year under his belt, surprisingly good last year. I think they'll be able to slow up Nick Chubb, and I think they'll be able to win the game straight up. All right, Carter, who are you taking here? Yeah, I went back and forth on this one. I think this is going to be a great game. Maybe this and the UCLA Texas A&M best games of the day. Uh, I ended up going with North Carolina just because I think that North Carolina is going to play good enough defense and just average offense enough to win this game by maybe just a field goal. Um, I kind of went back and forth on this, too. If we had to put a confidence meter on all these games, this would be my least confident game we're picking. But I'm going with Georgia. Um, I'm going to take the SEC talent over the ACC talent. Um, I don't know. I know that a lot of it's going to be Chubb and Michelle. You know, are they healthy enough? But Michelle's not playing. He's not playing, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Either way, um, Chubb's playing. He'll be all right. It, I mean, I don't know. It just I don't really have much confidence. I don't have that much insight on this one. I'm just taking the SEC talent over the ACC talent. Yeah, I don't know anything about Georgia this year. They- Kind of a wild card. I mean, there are coaches an asshole. I know that much. But, uh, <laughs> no, I'll take Georgia minus three here. So, All right, next up, uh, the kickoff in Jerry World, USC versus Alabama. Alabama, I bet it at 10 yesterday afternoon. Yeah. Uh, it's now up to 12. So, I'll play by the rules, and I'll take Alabama minus 12 here. Uh, if they're going to win by 10, I think they'll win by 12. But for the record, let it be known, I got it at 10. Uh, I think Alabama quarterback doesn't matter. Nick Saban's record against uh, starting quarter, or quarterbacks making their first career start is just insane. I think like it's like 122 to 12, like that combined scores in three or four games. It's happened since he's been in Alabama. Um, blowout city. Alabama wins this by as much as they want. In the second half, I think USC will keep it close. They got enough athletes to keep it close in the first half, but when your best athletes are a cornerback and a wide receiver, you don't really have anybody to get it to them. Um, 
and you're not going to throw at the cornerback, you, you can only stay in a game for so long with that. So I'm going to take Alabama. Boomer? I, w- I want to just go ahead and throw this out here, that uh, how are the good people of this listening audience supposed to know to gamble on Alabama at minus 10 three days ago before this uh, <laughs> podcast even airs? They're not. They're okay. not at all. Then nobody gives a shit what you got Alabama at. Oh, They're- fine. That's right. All right. Fair enough. They're at 12. They're at 12. Like I said, I'll play by the rules. I, I'm i going with, oh, man, this is a hard one. This is a hard one because it's going to be right around that number. It's either going to be 10 or 14. And I like to think that Alabama probably is going to cover the spread. Unfortunately, I, I, I hate taking this much points, but – I think that Saban's obviously been preparing for this one game, like he always does, because he's a psychopath, and he's going to have he's going to have his team ready to go, like he does every year. And Lane Kiffin's alma mater, he's probably going to want to throw throw a couple more extra points on there if he's able to. So I don't know this is alma mater, but well, that that's where that's where his heart lies. That's Lane train, baby. That's where his wife lies, I can guarantee you. Left that. him at the damn airport. Actually, yeah, he's going to want to throw up all the points he can after that. So, I guess I'm going to I'm going to go with Alabama hitting that 14 point mark. Okay. Collier, I'm guessing you're doing the same here. I mean, yeah, hell yeah. Lane Train is coming in with a vengeance. He went to that airport thinking, this is great, you know, about to go home and see my family or was it the bus? Uh, I think they left him at the airport. Yeah, he's on that, you know, he's got to reschedule his fucking flights. He's sitting there like a damn idiot. People were trying to get pictures with him, and he's like, you know, these people just fucking left me. The people that are supposed to be having my back at the airport. So, what, you know, what is he going to do to them? And I, be- I believe Lane's having another Kiffin's Crimson Corner this week, so that'll probably get the boys riled up. Yeah, sure. Oh, dude, uh, word on the street is he was wearing all white Nikes out on the town the other night scooping up the ladies so i think he's was that kiffin or was that hot. joey freshwater no it was joey fair enough <laughs> so i'm taking alabama here yeah i mean just all right let's just go ahead and get this out of the way now so i don't get uh snot ass remarks on twitter all year the the host of this podcast Two of us are Alabama graduates and season ticket holders, and one of us is an Auburn graduate and season ticket holder. So, yeah, we're probably going to have leans towards them. So I'm just throwing that out there for the season. Take with that what you will. I try not to bet with my heart too much, but at the time when it comes to Alabama, it's really hard. Collier, I'm guessing you're the same way. But I mean, hey, I'm guessing you're the same don't, way. Don't get me wrong. There's been more money thrown at Alabama this week than any other team in college football. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, y'all can bet with y'all's hearts. I bet with my wallet. So. Right. I'm just saying, for this one, you know, when it comes everything else, I mean, I try to be un- unbiased, but it's kind of hard, just letting everybody know. That was a very heartfelt apology right there. All right. So Apologize for losing people money on that game. And we're not losing people money. I'm just telling you. For who did the you season, go with? He took Alabama, too. <laughs> Next up, Clemson. You're right. You better keep asking me who I went with so you can win money, CG Nassie. <laughs> Clemson minus A at Auburn. Clemson all day. Number was a little lower than I thought it'd be. I thought it'd be double digits. I'll take it while it's still in single digits. Guarantee this game goes double digits before kickoff. 
Uh, like I said, saw Deshaun Watson in person in the national championship game last year. He's the best quarterback I've seen in college football, best pure quarterback, best pure passer. Um, I think if he wants, he'll throw for as many yards and as many touchdowns as he wants on Saturday. Uh, give me Clemson to win by double digits. Boomer. Well, I, I'll throw this question out to y'all. What were y'all expecting the spread to be whenever it came out, honestly? Ten. And yeah, that's I, why I thought it'd be ten, too. Ten, exactly. Our, uh, so, a friend and so, resident economist, actually, uh, James, actually had a good text. He texted me today. He's like, I'm terrified. I think the NCAA has secretly uh, suspended Deshaun Watson for this game. I was well, like, what are you whenever, talking about? He goes, that's the only thing that makes sense for this line. Right. And whenever you see a line that does not make sense, I've said it all last year, and I'm going to stick with it this year. Obviously, Vegas knows something that everybody else does not, and they're forcing the public to make this line go up. Every time that happens, I run the other way. I'm taking Auburn. I would have taken him at minus seven and a half. The fact that it's keep on going up, it might even go to eight and a half. I know it's going to go to eight. It'll it's eight and a half. It will get to double digits before it well. Off. Well, you're right because we're in no man's land right now. So if you're going to gamble on Auburn, I would wait until Saturday because it'll probably end up around ten. But it's just something about this line. I have zero confidence in the Auburn Tigers, to be honest with you. I'm strictly playing off of what Vegas is telling me on this one. That makes sense. Collier, who are you taking here? Yeah, Clemson, obviously. I think the, the late kickoff won't really matter. Deshaun Watson heard today that he was taking three classes. One was a business class. One was relax and medication. Art. Yeah, and then the other one was poet speaking. So I'm thinking. Hang on, did you just have a stroke right yeah. there? <laughs> speaking of speaking, yeah, of, dude. speaking of public speaking, Collier might want to get in on that. <laughs> yeah, I'm taking Clemson. Fuck it. <laughs> All right, so we got two on Clemson, one on Auburn. Uh, next up is uh, the Sunday night matchup. Pretty good game. Notre Dame at Texas. We'll start rolling through some of these. Because uh, we're we're getting there in time, uh, Boomer. Who you got? Notre Dame plus or minus four? I'm sorry. At Texas, I got Notre Dame. I just trust Brian Kelly's going to make the right decision. I love that they're playing two quarterbacks right now. I think both the quarterbacks are phenomenal. I think they're trying to do a little bit of what Ohio State did last year with uh, T.J. Barrett or J.T. Barrett, and uh, that seemed to work well. Twelve gauge. Yeah, it uh, it kind of fucked up last year, but. I trust Brian Kelly more than I trust Urban Meyer because you never know when Urban Meyer is going to fall on the sidelines with a heart attack. So give me, uh, give me another dang by a touchdown on this one. Uh, I'm going to go fade you there. I'm going to take the home team and the points. I think Texas is much improved. Uh, I think they might actually win this one outright. Uh, Collier, who you got? Got Notre Dame. I think Texas got one more year for rebuilding. Next year is going to be their year. With remember, remember the uh, – the pile of garbage dumpster fire that Charlie Strong was dealing with all year last year. You think he's already put that out? I mean, he they were a better team by the end of the season. No well, he, he still right, swoops well. as the starting quarterback, so obviously they are not that good. When did he do that? Well, I guarantee you Tyrone Swoops will be at the first drive of that game. He might start, but I think the, uh, the freshman will play. Either way, I'm liking Texas there. Um Finally, Monday night. Monday night football. 
Ole Miss plus four and a half at Florida State. Not at Florida State. Against Florida State. This is in Jacksonville, Florida, I believe. So, Florida State will have a little bit of a home field advantage. Collier, who do you like in here? Florida State. The only way Ole Miss can win is they have Florida State has five turnovers. Nah, they seem to uh, be the beneficiaries of games like that. Uh, Boomer, who do you like here? Uh, I'm not gambling on this game. Well, I'll probably gamble on this game. That's only because I'm an addict. But Florida State has – they're overvalued a bit. And this one, I think it's going to end up coming down to probably a field goal touchdown rule. But, I mean, machine gun Chad Kelly, I absolutely think he is one of the most overrated quarterbacks to ever come into the SEC. They've lost Treadwell. They've got all kinds of violations going on. Hugh Freeze, in my opinion, is not the best coach in the SEC by any means. So I'm going with Jimbo. I think he's going to call a good game. I think, obviously, I said Dalvin Cook is my Heisman Trophy winner. I think they're going to be able to pull this out and cover. Yeah, I've been back and forth on this too. Uh, probably, I'm, uh, yeah, I will gamble it because it will be there. But that's the only reason. If this was a Saturday game, I would not gamble it um, because I I don't have a clue. Yeah, I'm going to take Florida State. I'd written down Ole Miss, but I just. I but you listen to the voice of moderation recently. Yeah, which, well, it's in Tampa. Yeah. It'll be a Florida State crowd. Yeah, they played their scrimmage game there, so they're used to kind of the stadium. I, I think, think Florida State's gonna come out hot. Yeah, I mean, I think that the Chad Kelly is a good quarterback, and that was kind of I was leaning Ole Miss originally because they had the more established quarterback, but I think DeAndre Francois is going to be pretty good for Florida State, and their overall roster is better, so I'll take the uh, Seminoles here too. All right, so now it's time for the vault. Uh, we all know how this works. Five favorite games of the weekend that are not – I mean, they can be on here. We try to stay away from it, but this weekend, outside of the games we cover, there's not much going on. We try to hit all the good games for you this weekend to kind of get you back in style. So we'll go ahead and roll through the vault real quick. Boomer, who's your five vault teams? Let's hear them. Well, uh, I did zero preparation or research. Uh, every time I do that, I usually get five for five. So I've got BYU Arizona over 60. I have Kansas State Stanford over 47 and a half. I have Toledo against Arkansas State plus three and a half. Good pick. And then I, I hate doing this because we've already talked about the game, but I feel very strongly in the North Carolina game. So I'm, I'm taking North Carolina and the points in that one. And uh, got, a new, got a new segment right here with the uh, blind dog bet of the week. <laughs> and this is when I just scroll through. I see what Vegas is doing. And completely run away from every single 
degenerate out there that's gambling, and I'm taking Texas State Bobcats plus 21. Versus who? Well, uh, they're going to be beating the shit out of the Ohio Bobcats. Okay. Bob- the old Bobcat matchup. The Bobcat Bowl of 2016. Yeah, so that's your uh, blind dog bet of the week. Blind dog bet of the week. I like it. Uh, we'll have to uh, incorporate that. All right, CG Nasty, who are your five vault teams? Starting off with a little Thursday action. I got Tennessee minus 20 versus App State. Okay. I think Tennessee's a damn good team. Not better than anybody else, though. I don't. Go ahead. Uh, also, Thursday, I got South Carolina versus Vanderbilt under 42.5. I think they scored 20 points, maybe. Then I got Georgia State minus 3.5 versus Ball State. That's a good pick. Then I've got Georgia, North Carolina under 56. And your uh, new segment for myself is the old blind squirrel pick of the week. <laughs> Northwestern minus five versus Western Michigan. Boo-hoo, boo. <laughs> old blind squirrel pick of the week. Minus five. Okay. So for my vault, um, yeah, slim pickings. Uh, start off Colorado, Colorado State under 57. That's a Friday night game. A little tidbit. That's the highest win or highest over under ever in that series eight out of the last 10 in that series have gone under the number and this is the highest number ever i'm going to take so the under. you tell me they're getting high yeah they're getting high if you know what i mean i'm uh, taking the under 57 colorado colorado state friday night next up georgia tech versus boston college boston college is absolutely fucking terrible Give me Georgia Tech minus three and have a little bit of a bounce back campaign off their three win slash boomers playoff team from a year ago um Next up, BYU versus Arizona. This is a neutral site game. I put those in quotation marks because it's in Arizona at uh, Phoenix Stadium. I'm going to take BYU plus one, uh, better overall roster. So uh, BYU plus one against Arizona. Next up, Kentucky minus six versus Southern Miss. I'm going to take... An SEC team against Southern Miss to win by a touchdown every single time. And finally... A repeat performance here. Uh, Collier had Georgia State minus three and a half versus Ball State. I too will take Georgia State yep. minus three and a half versus Ball State. It's a good pick there. Uh, so there you have it. Our vaults, uh, solid teams. Again, check the website. We will have this with the podcast. We will have a spreadsheet of all our picks. We'll be keeping up with that year round, so you can kind of get this in writing as well. Next up, it's back. For year two. Yeah. Everybody's favorite time of the show. We're working on getting this guy on as a guest. No promises. Cue the music, baby. Let's hear it. That's right, the Stone Cold Steve Austin Lock of the Week. Boomer, who you crushing two beers and chugging at once for this weekend? Boom, smashing them over my head right now. Louisiana Tech versus Arkansas. Take the over of 53 and a half. Okay. 53.5, La Tech at Arkansas over 
Just throwing bombs for Fire. Who are you putting the Stone Cold Stunner on this weekend as your Stone Cold Steve Austin Lock of the Week? First, I'm putting Stone Cold Stunner on most of the ladies out there. Oh, the married man. <laughs> Eight and above, bitch. And then uh, <laughs> we're doing uh, Florida State minus 4.5. Already picked it once. I'm picking it twice. That's why we like to lock it up. Lock it up. Florida State minus four and a half. The double doser <laughs> yep. right there. That's going to count twice against your record if you lose. It Hopefully better. you'll be all right. My Stone Cold, Steve Austin, Lock of the Week, Austin 316, Kent State plus 21 and a half against a very bad Penn State team on the road. Don't know much about Kent State. That's a good pick. That's a good pick right Don't there. know much about Kent State, but I know that I see three-plus touchdowns against a not-very-good Penn State team. Losing their quarterback, who wasn't very good, but I can't imagine if the dude behind him couldn't beat out Hackenberg. He must not be worth a shit either. Kent State plus 21 and a half is my Stone Cold Steve Austin lock of the week. Love that. Love yep. that pick. Kent State, great team. Yep. All right, so there you have it, folks. Season two of the Deep Fried Bets podcast. We're back, baby. Lots of good picks. Lots of good winners out there for us this weekend. Uh, what a weekend. So fucking excited for what we've I'm got I'm drinking in lots store. of beer, that's for sure. Lots of beer will be consumed. Uh, as I said at the beginning of the show, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, wherever the hell you think you can find us, go find us. Check out the website. We'll have the podcast up. Along with the corresponding picks on the website Twitter, you can pick against us. I'll have all the games against the spread. Next week, we've got two guests, hopefully, lined up again. We had one this week. Hint, hint, we got bumped for Scott Van Pelt, so I think that makes us super official. We, um, we will have two guests next week lined up. Um, Going to keep the guests rolling all year long to keep some interaction. Uh, if you got any ideas, again, shoot, us out, shoot them out at us. Let us know what you want to hear. You got some games. We'll continue the social media game of the week. Pick that up in the next week. Um, your favorite off-the-wall matchup. So thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Spread the good word. Uh, hopefully you all do as well as we're going to yep, this week yep. because I see lots of winners on this page right here. Boomer, what you got to close up shot for us this weekend? I want everybody out there to gamble, cut up those lines and gamble until they can't feel their face. I can't feel my face when I'm with my bookie. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> the weekend. No, so I'm going to be there. With an E. Alright, so cut the face, or cut the lines yep, up till yep. you can't feel your face. Love it. The gambling lines, that is. Gamble responsible. Mm-hmm. Collier, what you got for our so, little party know, gift? I said I was drinking lots of beer, but I want to make sure everybody out there shows love to the rest of the alcohols out there. We've got whiskey. It's uh, one of my favorites to drink during the Alabama game. It tends to score at least a couple more touchdowns than the other <laughs> alcohols out there. Uh, make sure you give it some love. Uh, don't drink and drive. Running, you know, gets you to the same place you want to go. And, uh, you know, win some money. I'm tired of it, dude. These one percenters got all the money at the top. It's time for us to take it over. And the only way we're going to do that is by gambling on sports. The only way we're going to do that is to make gambling yeah, right again. And that's the only way. All right. Thanks for checking us out. Tell your friends. Hashtag make gambling great again. Mm-hmm. We'll see you next week, folks. Got some guests coming up for the NFL season. We'll continue on the college football season, too. We'll see you next weekend. Thanks for tuning in.